Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Visual Politic Podcast. This is a podcast version of a video that originally aired on our YouTube channel on the 10th of March 2019. It's all about uh, the Fukushima nuclear disaster, uh, what happened in Japan, and basically what has happened since then. We talk about fear of nuclear power, the accident, all of that stuff, and then, you know, kind of where green energy fits into all of that stuff. So that's what's going to be coming up today. I'm going to be jumping in whenever there are visual elements that need explaining, because like I said, this was a video originally, and let's get into it. Japan is the country with the greatest reason to be scared of nuclear power. Think about it. They have the biggest nuclear trauma record in the world. So far, they are the only country that has suffered a nuclear attack, namely the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings. In fact, during the 50s, nuclear paranoia was big in Japan. The most famous outcome of this is the movie Godzilla, the story of a gigantic radioactive lizard that destroys cities. Nonetheless, as the Japanese economy grew, Japan started building its own reactors. A couple of decades later, they became the third biggest nuclear powerhouse, only surpassed by America and France. Yep, you heard that right. While European countries like Germany were organizing all kinds of anti-nuclear demonstrations, Japan blindly trusted uranium. But then, as the Japanese were being charmed by atomic power, the unexpected happened. This quote comes from the BBC. Japan earthquake. Explosion at Fukushima power plant. A powerful explosion has hit a nuclear power station in northeastern Japan, which is badly damaged in Friday's devastating earthquake and tsunami. Overnight, nuclear panic came back to Japan and to the whole world. And there was a good reason for it. You see, during the Chernobyl accident in 1986, many people said that the problem isn't nuclear power, it's the fact that Chernobyl didn't follow the security protocols, you know the Soviets. But Japan, it's a wealthy country that takes extreme care with its security, and despite all of this, Fukushima was still a disaster. All of a sudden, Japan shut down all of their nuclear power plants. They went from having 30% nuclear power in their energy mix to just a tiny 3%. So now you might assume that Japan is turning into an anti-nuclear country, right? Well, as you might have guessed, the opposite is actually true. This quote comes from Asahi Shimbun. 20 to 22% share of nuclear power at core of updated energy policy. Nuclear power has come back to Japan. In fact, not only Japan, as we said in previous videos, the whole Asian continent is going through a nuclear revolution. And when I say the whole continent, I really mean it from wealthy countries like Japan to poor countries like Bangladesh. And this is surprising if we take into account that nuclear reactors are far from cheap. In this other video, we told you about what's going on in China, but today we're going to focus on what's happening in the two other biggest Asian countries, Japan and India. Because the question we want to address today is, what about nuclear power appeals to Asians so much? And how has India, still a poor country, become such a nuclear powerhouse? Well, today we are going to answer these questions, but before we do, as always, let's take a look back at the history. The nuclear giant is back. Fukushima meant an immediate nuclear shutdown. The Japanese wanted to minimize risk and stopped all their reactors basically overnight. So now you might be wondering, well, where have they gotten their energy from since then? I mean, how did they replace the energy input that they used to get from nuclear power? Well, the answer is complete ecological harry-carry. Yep, you heard that right. If you thought nuclear power was bad for the environment, most of the alternatives, they're even worse. We 
Without uranium, Japan had to start using fossil fuels, and this had two consequences. Electricity prices rose 20% because suddenly they had to buy tons of liquefied natural gas. The other consequence was that CO2 emissions absolutely skyrocketed. In other words, if Godzilla happened to show up in Fukushima, he would have to wear a mask. And I know what you might be thinking. Why don't they use renewable sources? I mean, what's the problem with green energy? Well, the problem is time. If you want to have solar panels and wind turbines, first you have to build them, and Japan is far behind other countries in this regard. In fact, it's only now that they're starting their green energy plan. Their goal is to achieve 22% of their energy from renewable sources by 2030. For a comparison, Europe plans to achieve the same in 2020. How? Mainly because Europe started investing in these technologies way sooner. But not only that, even if Japan wanted to speed up their green energy plan, they couldn't. One of their main problems is red tape. Want to start a wind turbine park? Well, you need five years of paperwork to be done. This is three times longer than most industrialized countries. And reducing the red tape, it's almost impossible. And also, let's not forget the classic problem with green energy, and that's that it's incredibly expensive to store electricity using these methods. For example, solar panels only give you energy during the day, and the same goes for wind turbines. You only get energy when it's windy. During a calm night, you still need to use other energy sources. So realistically, Japan has only two options for energy. They can keep importing expensive gas and polluting like crazy, or they can go nuclear. And the answer, it seems to be a bit of a no-brainer for them. This quote is from Daily Energy. Insider. Japan restarts five nuclear power reactors in 2018. In total, at the time we made this video, Japan has already restarted nine nuclear reactors. But it's not only that they're restarting at the capacity they previously had, they want to build even more. From Asahi Shinbun. The process begins at Shimane Nuclear Plant to operate new reactor. You see, when you're talking about nuclear power, there's one important thing you must understand. They produce energy on an ongoing basis. This means from the moment you start a reactor, you have the same amount of energy every single day, no more, no less. This is why nuclear power is considered the base of an electrical system. Turning off a nuclear reactor is very expensive, and it's only done when there's a real risk of an accident. That's why they're always producing energy. And you put on top of that nuclear energy other energy sources such as coal, gas, or green energy. These are energy sources that can be adjusted based on the energy demands of a particular day. Nevertheless, if we said green energy depends on the weather, coal or gas depends on market prices, and these fluctuate daily. Nonetheless, you just need a little piece of uranium to have nuclear power, so price fluctuations on this material, they don't affect the cost that much. This is the reason why Japan is going back to nuclear, but it's not only Japan. In South Korea, they're also mastering this form of energy. North Korea, they build nukes. Their southern neighbors build reactors. In total, they have six of them. And now you might wonder, well, who builds all these nuclear power plants? And the truth is that nuclear power, it's really complicated and it's really expensive. And indeed, there are very few companies that have mastered these technologies. Remember those reactors built by Japan in the 1960s? Well, they were built by British and American companies. For years, General Electric and Westinghouse dominated the market, but soon Toshiba, Hitachi, and Mitsubishi started their own generation of models. South Korea followed suit. They started buying American, French, and Canadian models. But then Hyundai, Doosan, and Kepco started manufacturing their own reactors. Now South Korea is another nuclear powerhouse that exports the technology all over the world. From the National 
UAE and South Korea celebrate completion of Baraka's first nuclear reactor. And now you might wonder, well, okay, but how much does a nuclear reactor cost? To give you an idea, all of the reactors that they want to build in the Arabian Peninsula cost $20 billion. This is about the cost of hosting the Olympic Games, by the way. Just to make a comparison, a fossil fuel plant that generates the same amount of energy costs 20 times less. Of course, producing a kilowatt of electricity with nuclear power is the cheapest way to do so, but the initial outlay is only affordable to very rich economies. So then, how on earth is it possible that India and Bangladesh can have nuclear reactors? Well, let's have a look. From Godzilla to Gogola. Japan has Godzilla, India has Gogola. If you didn't know after the commercial success of Godzilla, Bollywood created their own exploitation version. And this is the giant Gogola. But enough with the movies, when it comes to energy, we've got the same story. If Japan had nuclear power plants, India wanted the same. The problem? American companies didn't want to sell reactors to India. Why? Mainly because India has nukes. Yep, you heard that right. The country of Gandhi and nonviolence is one of the few nations with nukes, and their biggest enemy, Pakistan, also has them. So there's a real danger that one day they're going to use them. In other words, America doesn't want to help India go even more nuclear. But that's not even the most interesting part. You see, unlike Japan and South Korea, India has its own uranium mines. So, since America didn't want to help them, they went to France and to Russia. This is why many of the nuclear reactors in India are built by Rosatom, the Russian company. But here's the really interesting part. Indian reactors have something very special about them. They're cheaper than anywhere else. Why? Because they're the only ones that use natural uranium. You see, most of the world's reactors use enriched uranium. This is uranium that cannot be used to manufacture nuclear bombs. And this is why buying enriched uranium is sort of easy, but there are many restrictions to get natural uranium. You see, if you go to buy natural uranium, someone's going to be like, whoa, 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 hold on a second there, cowboy. What exactly are you going to use that for? But since India has its own uranium, they can do whatever they want with it. This is why their natural uranium reactors are way cheaper, and it explains news like this. From World Nuclear News. India plans tenfold uranium output growth. India is currently building seven nuclear reactors, but they plan to build 20 more. As I said, they're using mainly Russian technology. And as you know, since Rosatom was doing business in the region, they went to neighboring Bangladesh and they made this. From Sputnik. Rosatom starts work on Unit 2 of Bangladesh N project. With this, Bangladesh will cover 20% of their energy demands with nuclear power. And the same is happening in Pakistan. Do you remember our previous video where we told you how China is starting to create its own nuclear technology? Well, Pakistan is the one buying from the Chinese. In other words, nuclear power is not a rich country business anymore. Asia is going crazy over it. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode of Visual Politic Podcast. This was originally aired on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you'd like to check out that YouTube channel, just search Visual Politic with a K in YouTube and you'll find all of that good stuff. Also, why not leave this podcast a review? It really helps us out. It gets it in front of more people and it would just be excellent of you. So go ahead and do that, please. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. And we'll be back real soon with another episode.